PladiumEdge.com is a great place where you can start your career in broadcasting. Go to PladiumEdge.com. That's PladiumEdge.com. Coach Cimarroni here for Blood Time. I want to welcome. This is a litmus test for us because I have officials sitting all around me in a friendly scenario. Typically, that's not the case, particularly when I'm in the chair. <laughs> Anyhow, I want to welcome a, a longtime and dear friend and big supporter and also educator in our sport, Jim Barons. Jimmy, how you doing, bro? Not bad. Glad to be here. Thanks. I'm glad that you're here, too. And to his immediate left is Gordon Hudson. Gordon, Warren, welcome. Warren Hudson. I'm Warren Hudson. No, that's okay. Way. I'm sorry it's about that, buddy. Name. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Warren Hudson. That's thank correct. you. All right. Thank you so much. And Mark Hayhurst to his immediate left. Mark, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate a- it. Absolutely. So we've got youth here. Okay. And we've got veterans, right? Very. Veterans, yes. So, but, uh, you know, the, the, the sport has evolved. Uh, it's evolved, some say, for the worst. Some say for the better. Most people aren't in between. Would you say that, guys? It's hard to I say. It is hard to say. It's wrestling's evolved from where most decent athletes could play multiple sports and still do well. Now it's either elite or you're not. Right, right. So you're you're you know I was that middle guy. I was at eighty eighty five percenter. Just busted my ass. You know, always in a tough match. Didn't get pinned. You know, just was always give you a scrap and once in a while pull out a pull out a match against a tough kid. You know, and I don't see that anymore. I just don't, you know, it's either that elite or you you got fishes that just get pinned. So you'll get, you know, you'll get a guy who wins 30, 35 matches, 25 by pins, you know, or 22 by pins. Nobody had that happen, you know, back in the day. Right. Am I, am I right or no? Mark, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't really see, um, yeah, those competitive matches, at least early on looking in tournaments or. Yeah. I mean, at the state tournament, yeah, of course yeah, you see that. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, or Even the districts, like, uh, yeah. d- dual matches, you know, yeah. 14 matches, 10 yeah. of them are. Falls or tech falls getting done. Yeah. yeah, not very many matches to go down to the end anymore. Yeah, and you know, Jim, we um, we grew up with Sandy Cagio and Donnie Ferris and Al Carroll and Iggy Russo and you know uh, the the original Salupo and oh my God, right, Bernie Rye. I mean, you learn from I I mean just amazing human beings, let alone great Denny Palmer. I mean, I almost got in a this fight with him, God bless him. Anyhow, so I had to hold Scott Peters back. It was fantastic. But at the end of the day, they just knew the sport. But they also, too, I think, refereed to the level of the competition. I would agree. I, I think in my case, I was really lucky to have come along toward the end of many of their careers, and I right. learned a ton from all of them. Right. Uh, I feel very honored for having uh, done that. They were almost like the Mad Men, right? That Mad Men, you know, that 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 TV show. That was the Mad Men generation. They well, came. the one that comes immediately in yeah. mind when you talk like that is Don Schonauer. Sure, and the practical oh, yeah. jokes oh, that he was famous for pulling on other officials in the in the locker room. Yeah. So, I personally never experienced it, but I sure heard the stories. Well, the the best the best thing that ever happened to me was was refereeing with Donnie Ferris. Okay, and you know Donnie had the the ultimate thing happen to him, right? It was a major major shock. What was it? The St. Ed's Walsh Correct. Walsh Jesuit match where he literally died on the mat. Correct. But he was a a, poli- uh, a Cleveland policeman. Correct. And we were refereeing at the uh, the John Carroll Regional, 
Uh, and I was a young referee. I, I refereed from 78 to 2001. So this is probably, I don't know, maybe 82, 83. No, it wasn't 82, 83 because I was the assistant coach there. It was maybe middle 80s. And he's getting dressed. And right on his ankle. I see it coming. Is the revolver. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going, dude, you're going out there with the revolver? on your... He goes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cop. No matter if I'm off duty or not, I'm, I'm a cop. And I said, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? He says, I saw somebody, I saw a brother get shot by a sister over a Thanksgiving leg, turkey leg. You know, and it's amazing, right? The the, the characters, Iggy Russo having to defend himself and, and kill a guy who, who broke into his, you know, his uh, grocery store. I mean, those those guys don't exist anymore. I no, mean, I never you know, knew that story. Yeah, it's crazy. So tell me about a little bit about some of the things that happened to you in your early career to to create your desire to do this and, and what made you a uh, want to get into officiating? Well, the honest truth is I, I never wrestled a minute in my life, uh, which a lot of people know. Some people still hold it against Stacey me. Stacy did. My, my <laughs> son was pretty good, and yeah. he started when he was in eighth grade with uh, Lake County Central Y. My brother was the coach. Yeah. And after two years of scrambling around trying to find officials, my brother and I both decided we were going to become officials. Now, I never officiate or never did any wrestling, so I certainly never officiated, but I figured I could call takedowns, reversals, things like that. Right. I uh, got into it, and obviously, you know, this is my will be my 40th year, so obviously I still love it. Right. Um, I think I've been really privileged and honored to be on the mat with a lot of really, really talented kids over the years. Right. And, uh, you know, as I always tell people, for every really high-profile match, there's some official that had that match. Right. And that was a high point in their career. Make no mistake about it. It matters to us to get it right. Well, you know, I think you have, and our contemporaries are Toby Dunlap and Guy Trinetti and those those high-quality referees that now are retired. Mm. And that's what we're, we're facing, is that the quality referees are retiring, and thank God we got youth here. So, Warren, tell me a little bit about how, how is it that you got into uh, officiating, but also what's the nuance that's, that are happening now with, you know, a lot of the the, the wrestling that's on the mat, a lot of the, the stalling callings, a lot of, lot of the different looks at what, what makes the takedown. Uh, well, I grew up wrestling, yeah, and then I coached somewhere ever since '90. Okay, whether well, I was in the military. For Where'd a long you grow time. up? Virginia. Yeah, where part? Virginia Beach, central central Virginia areas. Okay, great. So, so what brought you to Cleveland? My wife dragged me kicking and screaming. <laughs> so we got out. Of, I got out of the military, and I was a police officer in Virginia, in Chesterfield okay. County. Okay, and then um, we wanted to move here, where she's from. All right. So I. Coach for a little bit. When I first moved up here, I was Willoughby Middle School's head coach for a year. Then I got deployed. I was I went back into the National Guard, came back, mm-hmm. helped uh, Richie Cushion at Holy Cross in their CYO program, sure. and then moved up. And John Story from VASJ is my cousin. What a great guy. Yeah, he's wonderful. Oh, my he's, God. Um, Love wonderful. John. Glad to call him part of my family. Oh, he's a classy. Uh, my wife's cousin. So yeah. I started coaching at St. Joe's sure. with uh, Bobby Mullen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great then, guy, too. Oh, oh my wonderful. God. Fantastic. Oh, he, still, he still does a good yeah. job with those kids. Yeah. And then my body just can't roll around anymore. So I get it. I've known Jim for a long time. I called him and said, I want to try officiate. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then uh, that's doing it three years now. So love it. Well, I th- I, I'm glad that you are, Warren. You know, um, and it's interesting too because you know officiating even even more so today is really a service, a true service to our sport because it's people just don't want to do it. 
you know, and, and it's, it's the two things that we're really finding hard to, to attract are quality officials, quality assistant coaches that stay. It's so hard everywhere. Now, that said, do you want to stay in this officiating game? Until I can't do it anymore. I love it. I awesome. wish I would have made the jump a little bit sooner. Okay, okay. So what do you see? What's what's the hardest part in, in the match to officiate? Wow, that's tough. Um, that's why I ask these questions. That's tough. I. So it makes me a good interviewer. You know, six, <laughs> I don't I would say the scrambles are sure. a little tough. Let, uh, Jim and a lot of the guys, they let it burn. So once they start that right. evolution where is it two, is it not two, right. it's hard not to do anything. Right. You feel like you want to be doing something, but sometimes you just have to sit there and wait until the dust settles. You know, and I'll, I applaud the burn. Flat out applaud the burn because it's got to be, be controlled. And the brilliance today that you're seeing at the higher levels of officiating is that, but it's also to recognizing that control is different. It is true. It is different, you know, and it's because the athlete is, 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 has evolved and the athlete is just much more athletic. And we have to recognize that. And I'm glad that you're listening to Jim, oh, and, you know, and you're listening to the, to the other guys that say the burn is where, where the elegance lives in officiating. So... Glad to hear that. Mark, tell me a little bit about your background. What got you involved in this, this you know, service of officiating? Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm from Akron. I went to Elliott High School. Uh, all right, wrestled, sure. all growing up. Yeah. Um, uh, some of my best influences in my life were my wrestling coaches. Sure. Um, helping me to compete all year round. Yeah. Uh, taking me to open tournaments and uh, helping me make sure I'm eating right. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, just being that, that secondary parent. We talk about like that mentor yeah. outside of your home. Right. Um, I coached at Ellip for eight years, and then I just kind of got burned out. I was coaching football, wrestling, baseball, and uh, got to be a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, you're, you're a phys ed teacher, right? I am, yes. Yeah, Kent, Kent Roosevelt? Yes, yes. Awesome. Rough riders. All right. Yeah, the rough All right. riders. All right. Um, and just kind of got burned out, so stepped away for a year from coaching, and um, talked to some of the officials that I knew through coaching. Sure. Um, Craig Blank, uh, Jerry Tennant, who was my high school wrestling coach, wow. was an official. Um, and they kind of pulled me towards the officiating. Like, I love being around wrestling. It's my favorite sport. Uh, and it was hard to step away. But being able to come back as an official, I'm still on the mat. I'm still making a difference uh, in the sport, hopefully. Yep. Um, it's something I really enjoy. It's the glue. I mean, we need you. I mean, flat out, we need officials. I mean, right. we don't have officials. We're... We don't have a sport, you know, so, uh, and we got to have good officials that understand and recognize the sport. Okay. Um, Like Warren said, the burn, you know, so tell me a little bit about your experience with the burn. Um, It's, it's just letting the wrestling happen and uh, waiting until you can, you truly feel that there's control established. Right. Um, uh, And like I said, just let them be athletes, let them put themselves in situations as long as they're remaining safe and not, not endangering themselves and right. uh, just seeing what they can actually do before you award those points. Sure. So do you think that this is going to be what you, where you're going to stay? Or are you going to get back into coaching? What, what's your thought process? Um, I, I love officiating, and I, I plan to do this for a very long time. Um, right. I dabble a little bit with, the, with uh, college officiating. Uh, okay. I do enjoy the high school sure. um, more. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know uh, if I have kids someday and they, they're into wrestling, I could see myself stepping more 
back into the coaching. Okay. To kind okay. of be more involved in their lives. Um, yeah. But as far as officiating, I, I make my own schedule. Um, right. I still get to be around the athletes, still get to be around the sport. Uh, good, good. So, Jim, where are there, our recruiting efforts happening to, to attract more young officials? I wish I really had a good answer for that. Um, I know there is none, right? I I don't. My personal feeling, and I want to stress, it's my personal feeling, is that the OHSAA, the governing body, doesn't do enough to actually recruit actively recruit yeah. new officials. Yeah. Having said that, I was really lucky. I'm also the secretary for my association. So which last, association is the Northeast Ohio Wrestling Officials Association? Sure. So last year I had, I want to say 10 or 11 people contact me interested in becoming officials. Well, through the course of uh, life, uh, yeah. there were three or four of them that couldn't attend for various reasons, you know, family, job, whatever. And I understand that. But we had seven people in our class last okay. year and all seven took the test and they all passed. And I also am the assigner for the Chagrin Valley Conference. So I'm able to put them to work. Right. And so that helped a lot. The hardest part I going back to when I started was just getting your foot in the door. Sure. You know, getting your name known, getting out there. So right. I feel, you know, as one of the more senior guys, it's kind of my responsibility to make sure these guys get a chance to demonstrate their ability. You know, I can open doors. It's up to them to perform when they walk through the door then. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, Ray Anthony brought his son in. Right. He's a pretty good ref. Is he still refereeing? I'm not sure. Uh, not as much as he was because he's got kids that are wrestling age now. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, uh, you know, your son. Right. Right. You know, d does he do any officiating or not? He officiated for, I'm going to say four or five years when he was living up in Toledo, but then he got married. Uh, his wife is a physician. So they moved to uh, St. Louis and then up to Michigan for a number of years. They just moved back to Chagrin Falls, actually. Okay. Home so the he's the last couple of years, he's been uh, really actively involved with promoting women's wrestling, which okay. is the up and coming thing in the sport. Well, in my Dave opinion. wrestlers are our guy with that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, he was over at uh, Dave's place at Lutheran West just last week uh, sure, working sure. with probably about a dozen women uh, wrestlers from various schools and stuff. So he's really very active with that. Right, exactly. Are we, are we attracting any females into officiating? I wish I wish I could say yes. Uh, you know, with more and more women wrestling, I think it's really important, and I'd be happy to take anyone on. Actually, someone you would remember, Greg Morgan, his oh, daughter, yeah. uh, Guinevere, yeah. was one of the people that was Genevieve. interested. Genevieve. I'm Genevieve. sorry, I mispronounced her name. Right. She's, um, she's got the same name as my daughter. Oh, well, that Genevieve. makes it easy. Yeah, uh, but she was one of the people interested and then for family reasons couldn't do it. Sure. But I hope to get her and I, I encourage her to bring any other w former women wrestlers into the sport because we're happy to train anyone. Yeah, you know, and you're looking at the NFL games, right? And you're seeing females now officiating on the field at the highest level, right? You're seeing it in basketball, right? Why not our sport? Absolutely. It's going to, I mean, sadly, you know, but also, I guess, in a positive way, women's wrestling is kind of saving our sport. I would agree. I would right? Agree. Absolutely. Right? You know, and it's it's that double-edged sword. It's, it's, it's sad that it has to fall to that, but it's also elegant that it's falling to that, too. Uh, and so we're promoting that. So why not promote female officiating? And it's a public service announcement. If there's any women that listen to this and want to get into officiating, I am a contact. Awesome. Beautiful. <laughs> and Jim Barron has been brilliant in disseminating our podcast. We thank you, Jim, for doing so. No problem. Absolutely. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, and we need more youth listening to our podcast. And so hopefully you guys will share it with your social media and your, your network. Uh, but more importantly, I want to ask you guys, uh, what 
Warren, what do you see as the challenge moving forward to not only attracting officials, but also getting them good? Attracting officials is tough. I, I think we need to start hitting the students in high school, mm-hmm. getting their class two, let them do the youth level. Okay. Let them progress up. I, I Especially, it's a great part-time gig to earn some money on weekends. Sure. My nephew was one of the ones in the class last year. He's a, He was a senior this year, still is a senior. Yeah. Um, he was doing youth events on Sundays, earning, you know, 130 bucks every Sunday. That's, That's a nice little chunk. It, it is. You know? Pays for his gas, pays Excellent. for his food. He can go out. Yeah. Um, that, and then staying with it, being able to put in the time to sure. get good. So sure. we also started a mentoring program in our okay. association this year. Well, they could go out with seasoned officials and get the whistle on the, some matches and assist on other matches. And the association was uh, helping with their expenses. We were paying them okay, because they weren't okay. under contract. So Great. we would we were forking out money and helping them out, try to you know, give them some incentive to go out and get good. That's fantastic. And to get that mat time. So you, so we're doing it. We're doing our best. Yeah, we're doing it. At least we're doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't know if how, how effective we are, but we're obviously you two are sitting here. So it's, it's great in, in that way, but we need to get it greater. Absolutely. You know, so, and Mark, what, uh, what's happening down in, you know, Portage County area? You know, I mean, what's happening? Um, I believe I'm part of Western Reserve in Summit County. Uh, okay. From from what I hear, we is it Summit County that you guys are in, or uh, yes, Port- okay, yeah. I thought yeah, it was I, right um, by Portage. Yeah. Some of our guys are Portage County. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We're based out of uh, Summit County. Okay. Um, I think they only had one in our class last year. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just hard to get get them interested in getting yelled at. I think that's the hardest part. There. Yeah, Whether yeah. It's, you're, you're constantly you're if you have a great match, most of the time, fifty yeah. percent of the people are happy for how you right. call the match. So right. you're constantly getting yelled at, not just from the coaches, but from other athletes, from the, the fans. Sure. Um, it, it can just be a lot. you got to have tough skin to do this job. Yep. Uh, and I do think getting in with the high school kids is, is the best start. Uh, some of these that come in a little bit later, yeah. uh, they don't have the patience to kind of get good at it, to work right. at it. Um, right. I mean, with only being my third year in, I'm, I'm constantly asking questions and so trying to That's learn brilliant. Like, something that I want to get, be better at. Like if I'm going to do it, I might yep. as well be the best that I can. Yep. So uh, they just don't have the patience to kind of work through it. Um, mm-hmm. They Some people look at it as as an, an, an extra source of income. Yep. But if you look at it as for the money, it's not always worth the money that you right. make for it. Right. Um, right. I mean, the long Saturdays, you're there 12 hours, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, with that getting yelled at and constantly moving and – it's just if you're doing it for the money, you're not in it for the right reason. Yeah, yeah. I, and I hear what you're saying, and it's interesting because I learned as an assistant coach from two Hall of Famers. My initial position was at Beachwood and Dominic Imarino, who's in probably five or six Hall of Fames. And I watched how he would coach in the chair. And then I had the honor of coaching with Tony DiCarlo at John Carroll University and how, how he would coach in the chair. And the, the lesson that I learned is to compliment when you make a good call as well as chastise when you don't. But more importantly, talk as human beings after the match or after the meet and say, this is what I saw. Let's have a conversation about it. And so there's that mutual respect as opposed to you're the enemy and I'm the, the good guy, which is not the case, right? right? You guys are not the enemy. You're the facilitator Correct. of great quality wrestling. And so as I've aged, 
I think I'm really good in the chair because of that. Because I know what you guys go through. So I've done it. But I also, too, understand you as human beings so that we chat about it and how we can get both get better. So how can I both get better of me shutting my mouth when I need to shut my mouth because you're, you're trying to make that next call, if you will, or that next progression to the next move, but also, too, to understand you more. Right. And then we understand the sport more. So that's my philosophy 101. Well, the thing I've always chair. said is that uh, there are really two constants in the sport, in my opinion, coaches and officials. Right. You know, the fans come and go, <clears throat> excuse me, the wrestlers come and go, but the coaches and officials are always there. Absolutely. You know, so we really need each other. No doubt. No doubt. And it's a symbiotic relationship. Correct. So it's really a, tri- it's really a, a, a <coughs> triangle of success, wrestler, coach, and official. If you don't have a good one of any one of those, or not an open mind, an open heart, because we're all there for the sport and for the child, right? That's right. right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, my my position does not exist. Your position is irrelevant. Right. And buildings don't exist. Okay. Because I remember walking into my first head coaching position and talking to the athletic director. I said, "You know why this building exists?" He looked at me with you know glazed look. I go, "For the children." It's the only reason this building was built. Right. For the children. So. Get your act together. With that said, I'm going to be back with these wonderful officials after the break. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. We are all blood. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra-wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. Men, women, if you want to look great... What are you doing? Why aren't you calling Cimarroni Couture? This is Coach Cimarroni. Call Missy, our CEO. We'll take care of you. 216-496-2592. Pick up the phone. Get those shirts, sport coats, suits, pants, dresses, whatever you need. Finest fabrics. Best tailoring on the planet. And right here locally, we'll come to your home, we'll come to your office, or you can come to us, whatever's your pleasure. Give Missy a call, Cimarroni Couture. Give Missy a call, 216-496-2592. Cimarroni Couture, C. Peter Cimarroni Coach. We are all blood, love to all. And we're back with Coach Cimarroni's blood time. That's just Coach Cimarroni. I'm here with Warren Mark. Jimmy. Do you go by Jimmy ever? Uh, no. <laughs> and I like calling you Jimmy. I don't know why. It A lot of people makes do. Me, makes me feel like we're closer. Well, people try to use James, and I tell them. No, forget that. It was only when my mother was mad at me that I got called James. Exactly. Well, Jim, glad you're here. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you reached out to Warren and to uh, Mark to bring in the youth. Okay. So I want to... Get it right out there. If there's anybody interested, male or female, 
that want to referee over the age of, they have to be over the age of 18, right? No, actually, you no? know, 14. Um, wow. You know, they, can, they can't do varsity matches until they're 18. Okay. But uh, we had a kid come up from Columbus area. Actually, uh, Coach Todd Haverdale, his nephew, Cole, uh, started officiating when he was 14, and he actually worked as an assistant at the Brexville tournament for four years before he turned 18. I'll be darned. In my opinion, he'll probably be the youngest guy ever to work the state tournament. He's wow. very good. Wow. So, yeah, wow. 14 is the youngest. 14. Yes. Uh, 14 can do it everything but varsity. varsity. Correct. And then 18, you have to be 18 for varsity. Correct. Okay, great. Uh, I really want to dig deep into where do you see yourself and this sport going in the next three to five years, and where do you want to be in it and why? Mark, I'm going to throw that out to you. Um, well, like we've discussed, the the female side of it's growing quite a bit. Sure. Um, so we really need to push for more officials to kind of, we're going to have to cover more, more events. Right. Um, I, I do see wrestling growing, um, back a okay. little bit more, okay. um, with that. Uh, and hopefully we can get the officials to cover that. Okay. Um, so that's where you say, how about you, Warren? I would agree. I, I, our demographic doubled with female wrestling. I think it's great. And yeah. I actually have more fun officiating their females. Why is that? Their, their energy is so fun. It's pure. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they try to kill each other on the mat <laughs> and then they pick each other up and hug each other. They're like, Oh my God, you did so good. <laughs> it's great. It's That's not, right. yeah. you know, it's not like watching the big 10, but it, it's, right, it's right. pure again. Gotcha. And they work so hard and you don't, you don't see all that animosity or, just right. pressure. They're just out right. there having fun. Right. And it's, it's incredible. I love you it. You know, it's interesting too, because when you look at, look at softball, you know, fast pitch softball or basketball on the female side, all the coaches say it's far more pure, like yeah. team, particularly in basketball. I mean, oh my right. God, what you're seeing in the NBA is ridiculous compared to what you see at division one, uh, female, uh, NCAA basketball. That, that was basketball in the 60s and 70s. You know, when the, the Celtics were winning all those titles, it was pure team. There was no, you know, whatever what you're seeing today. So you're seeing the same thing then in the sport. Oh, it's great. We yeah. did a, a women's tournament at Lutheran West this year. Okay. And uh, during one of the breaks, all the girls, there was they played music, and they all jumped in the middle of the floor and were dancing. I love it. The entire all, <laughs> the entire gym, all the women wrestlers. I think, I think it was a cha cha slide. <laughs> there, like, is that what that was? Yeah. It, 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 I was like, one hop. That was right. like <laughs> I have never in my life right. ever seen this, and I've been around wrestling all my life, that and I'm hysterical. 50 years old, but I've never seen anything like that before. That is wild. I just really fun. appreciate the time yeah. that they have on the mat. They're, they're more polite. Yeah, uh, like. We'll hit him, I'll hit him for a caution, and they apologize, like, for not lining up correctly. Or oh, yeah. a lot of times, in, um, and not all the time, but there are yeah. males who will look through the corner, and what am I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, yeah. Did it, I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, well, they're, they're it's testosterone. That's the problem, boys. We got testosterone. Is, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it definitely is different than estrogen. No disrespect, but it is. Right. Anyhow, sure. yeah. So <laughs> we do get a little bit of that. Right. Having said that, it's interesting because I'm the president of the GCWCOA, so... Um, my VP, no, uh, our secretary is Dave Ressler from Lutheran West. Okay, yeah. And we have these conversations all the time. He says, at the end of boys practice, you just get them, just get the hell out of here. Right. And they, and they, they get out. You got to talk to the girls afterwards. Right. It's like a 15 minute coffee clatch. <laughs> <laughs> you should serve off, you know, coffee and donuts afterwards. It's, it's, it's really, it's like, it's a, it's, it's that feeling. 
that you're talking about. And it's a, it's a community. Uh, I try to engender that anywhere I coach as an extended, and that's my call to arms. We are all blood. No matter where you are, who you are, what you are, if you're in the sport, and even not in the sport, we are all blood. I think the females embody that is what you're saying, right? Uh, they do. They do yeah, that. Yeah. And so, Jim, tell me where do you see the sport and where do you see officiating and what's the future for you? Well, the future for me, I wish I could predict it. At the age I am, I'll be lucky to have a future. Oh, God bless you. Come on. You're, you're spry as uh, heck. Get, do, get down with your bad but self. But the age is <laughs> creeping up on me. Okay. Five years from now, I don't know that I'll still be on the mat, quite honestly. I mean, this okay. will be my 40th year uh, wow. this Congratulations. year. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it's been a long time. I hope I'm still around. I'm still hope I'm still able. I think it's really important for people like myself to help newer guys get into the sport and do what I do and what I've enjoyed for so many years. Right. Regarding the sport itself, I would agree the female side of it's the side that's going to grow. The coaches I've talked to that coach both boys and girls seem to think that coaching girls is much more enjoyable, at least at the current time. Gotcha. Uh, I'd like to see the boys sport come back. Uh, as we talked about before we went on the air here, uh, when you and I were young, Teams had full varsity, full JV, and full oh, freshman lineups. Absolutely. Yeah, Today, was, we were talking about it. I, Beachwood's uh, team in 72-73 had 36 deep. Right. Crazy. Crazy. So, and today, you know, yeah. if if I see a team with a full 14-man lineup, I'm surprised to see oh, yeah. it. yeah. Yeah. It's an anomaly. So, yeah. you know, I, I hope I would love to see the sport come back to what it once was in that respect. But today, you know, there are so many other things for kids to do that uh, it's it's a hard sell. You know, there's nothing easy about wrestling. It's a hard, hard sport. I get you. It's a very hard sport. And there's so many options. You got e-sport now. You can sit on your, you know what, your keister and, be, and make, make, make money and get scholarships and insanity. Um, having said that, I have an idea. I'm going to throw this out here. Okay. A public-private partnership with a corporation and or benefactor or both to create an officiating and assistant coaching or coaching academy. And then go out and get scholarships and literally hire them like the NBA does in some kind of a supplement or some type of a stipend that they would get from this academy, corporation, public-private partnership. Do you think that could work? It's hard to say. The first thing I think about is most of us got into this for the love of the sport. And if you're talking strictly money, I suppose that can be a motivator. It is for some people. Um, well, you know, look at it. At the end of the day, why do we lose assistant coaches? You'd be the better one to answer that than I would. The reason is career because they're young, because right. they can still get on the mat, still ro ro roll around. They get married, I mean, transition, right? Everybody mm -hmm. transitions. Every seven years is a major transition. Life. Most life, okay? Most people's lives. So the most you're going to keep an assistant coach is seven years on average. That sucks, okay? Because most, assist most head coaches, well, actually today, most head coaches are only about five years, which is also sad. But having said that, if you could supplement their income through this public-private partnership or mentorship, there's ability to have longevity and continuity, at least four years, because it's the freshman through senior, you know, chunk of your time of life that, that if you can give them that consistency, 
there's a lot to be said for it as an assistant coach. And then if we can get in officials that stick around for 10, 12 years, there's also consistency and growth in quality and then quality in our sport. Because obviously you were a better uh, coach, I mean, uh, uh, official in your 11th year than you were in your second. I sure hope so. Well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree to <laughs> oh, that? Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. To, the, to your point, uh, I think that's kind of what we did in my association this past year. And I want to give full credit. The idea for paying guys to assist experienced officials came from the Steel Valley Association and specifically okay. Tony Brzezinski's the secretary down there. Oh, okay. But I thought it was such a good idea that I brought it back to my association. If the public-private partnership you talk about was able to do the funding for something like that, it would ease the burden on like our association. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing, as I mentioned earlier, is just getting your foot in the door uh, to get matches. And retention is one of our big problems. If we get a guy who stays beyond two or three years, we can generally keep them because they've really fallen in love with the sport. But, you know, like you said, life gets in the way or they don't like being yelled at or they don't get the matches they want or, you know, they're working with uh, youth wrestling, which, you know, brings a whole new set of problems with parents, things like that. Yeah. But so, you know what? Dealing with being yelled at is a great adulting skill. It is. But you right? have to get to that point first. Well, you have to understand that's that. That's what a fully formed adult does mm-hmm. or somebody that's on, on their way to be a fully formed adult. You know, it was interesting. I was watching Chris Rock last night but I was watching his 2018. They did a re- reboot of it. And he said, he, and I'm going to be a little crass here. He says, he says, black people, punch your black son in the face. <laughs> he says, you should just punch him in the face and get him ready for life. Because life is so tough for a black, black son. Okay. But it's, and he says, but everybody should punch your, yeah, he's being silly, obviously. Right. Punch your kid in the face. Get him ready for life. I mean, Warren, you were in, I mean, come on, you, you were in the army, you were, you, were, you were a police officer. I mean, that's a tough, come on, right? Life is tough. It is, and I, I don't think the younger generation realizes that uh, life hasn't begun to slap them around yet when they're yep. that young. Yep, and so th- this is what I'm saying, you know, our sport prepares you, right? It does. It prepares you for that. Most okay? wrestlers end up being very successful in life. Absolutely, hire a wrestler, man. I hire, my, my, my COO... My COO and my executive producer comes from a wrestling family. My COO was the captain of my 89 team at Beachwood. And he is my Luca. He's my Jewish Luca Brazzi. You know, so, and so at the end of the day, this is a great proving ground, a great, you know, a teaching ground, if you will, for life. Getting yelled at on the mat and having the balls and, and the ability and the zen to be cool about it. Because most things are never going to get you in trouble or be that bad. It's all about how you react to it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like 99.999% of the things, except maybe in a firefight are not bad. It's all what your fear is. It's all about how you perceive it, how you react to it. And if you could be Zen and be a teachable moment, also listen to the coach and maybe get taught. Everybody's better for it. And so I think, that that's our message. Officiating teaches you for life. Get you a better get a better leader, a better adult, a better mentor. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm spitballing. Maybe I'm, I'm so, out, of, um, out of control. So this this is my first year doing uh, college officiating, and we 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 have a mentoring program. So sure, one of the uh, varsity officials or experienced officials will contact you 
mm-hmm. after you have events and you'll talk about things that happen. Yes. Uh, I had to keep a journal. Yes. Uh, like a shared document where I took notes and Perfect. asked questions in it and other officials would have a chance to answer those questions. And, yep. Uh, so it's just kind of make, seeing how the experience is for you. What can we do to, to better you as yep. an official? How can we help? Yep. So instead of just, all right, you have your class two, yep. go, go do some youth matches, which which are the hardest matches to officiate anyways. Yeah, because there's you can't there's burn. So much that happens. <laughs> you can't yeah, burn you, there. Yeah. I mean, so, there's you can be 20 points in like three seconds. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we can have some kind of mentoring program, continue to work on the letting them come in and, and work with veteran officials and just taking some of that time as veteran officials to help them, help bring them along a little bit more. Um, yeah. The OHSIA does have an observer program, too, and I happen to be one of the, I guess there's probably about 15 or 16 observers in the state, but we go out and watch the guys in action, Mm -hmm. and I personally prefer to arrive when they don't know I'm there. I want to see what they do when they don't know I'm watching, and there can be quite a difference in the way they act, Uh, but the important thing is after the match is over, I sit down and talk with the guys. And I don't really necessarily judge what a call was or wasn't. I ask them what their thinking was Brilliant. in that, that particular case. Yeah, because, brilliant. you know, did you look at this option or did you think of that? Right. You know, as opposed to saying you blew this call or you, you should have scored a take down there. Yeah. What was it you saw or what yeah. did you not see? Yeah. And, and that's exact. I mean, I, I, I um, counsel businesses. And some of the biggest things I could bring to a business is what not to do. Because those are mistakes that they don't need to make. And that's why they hire us. That's why we hire, you know, better officials or whatever. And so you give that intellect. You give that perspective. I, I love that. And it's interesting because I, at, at uh, Independence Duels, there's about 30 teams there this year. And Eric Lakia is a new uh, referee. Yes, he is. Okay. He actually started the same uh, year Warren started. Okay. So I don't know if you know Eric or not. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I was talking to him. And, um, you know, I was thinking of getting him on and this happened. So I'm, I'm, you know, we're doing this, but eventually I'm, I'd like to talk to Eric in this, in this room. And, you know, he was a coach, but now he's a real estate agent. He's doing pretty well. He's raising a family, I think. And this is a way to connect and stay connected to the sport and also bring, you know, a guy who's pretty talented as a coach and pretty talented as a wrestler into the sport. And that's what we need. Am I, am I right? Or am I wrong? What do no, you think? you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. You know, uh, enthusiasm is the biggest thing I look for. You know, the sure. desire to be the very best you can be. Yeah. If you don't have that desire, I'm not really sure you'll make it. You know, yeah. you really have to want to be the best you can be. Uh, the one thing I really, I personally don't like is I don't like seeing a lazy official. Yeah. You know, the kids put out too much effort out there for me to do the job halfway. Well, I remember, I'll never forget, God rest his soul, Sam Salupo called a pin with his foot. I've heard the story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I think it was time. I think time had passed him by at that point. So, yeah, it was not, not good to slap the mat. A funny story there is that uh, a few years back when Danny Milkovich was still coaching at Cuyahoga Heights, yeah. I talked with him. And Danny, I, it was always one of my favorite guys. And I said, yeah. you know, if you ever see me start to slip, by all means, tell me. Yes. Tell me to get my butt off the mat. Yes. And he agreed. Yes. And then a year later, he retired. that didn't work as well as i hoped it would (laughs) i know and you know it's interesting because up until the very end how about sandy cagio wasn't he magnificent sandy it was interesting because i remember doing a a match out at uh, perry high school in lake county uh i was the jv official and sandy was the varsity official that night sandy had just come back from officiating in russia 
I remember thinking how awestruck I was that I'm on the same mat with this guy who just came back from doing a freestyle tournament in Russia. I had the honor of uh, giving him an award his 50th year at Mm. the Brexville tournament. And, you know, Todd Haverdell didn't want to speak, so it fell on me to give the presentation. And Mm. I will tell you, it was really hard not to choke up. Sure. Because I have had a ton of respect for Santos and what he had accomplished over the 50 years. Yes. And uh, I could feel my voice cracking as I was talking on the microphone and it was not easy, believe me. Well, and I have a, 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 you know, Sandy and I also have uh, gone, you know, the the, the same thing. I've I've been able to uh, referee with him at the John Carroll regionals and some other things. And um, when I first retired, um, Ted Arslanian from the Arslanian brothers rug cleaning and Hank Arslanian wanted to nominate me for the Ohio Wrestling Hall of Fame. But you needed three letters back in this day, and and Sandy was one of them. I had um, Frank Romano and Coach Imarino. So I read that letter, and I got the same thing. What he said, that he said that about me mm-hmm. was just, I, I couldn't get a greater compliment. And uh, we, we, we miss him, and we miss his, his, not only his intellect, but his humanity. Mm-hmm. He was a terrific human being. Yeah, the the sport, it, he existed for the sport. Uh, no doubt. The money didn't matter to no, him. No. Where it was, the match the was. The accolades didn't matter. Didn't matter. No, no, he just wanted to do a good job, no matter if it was a JV match or the finals at the Tbilisi. Correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that said, gentlemen, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Here. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And uh, before we leave, please give your contact information, Mark, again, so that people that are listening can reach out to you to, if they want to become officials. Sure, yeah. I'm uh, Mark Hayhurst. You can reach me at uh, M Hayhurst. That's H-A-Y-H-U-R-S-T at KentSchools.net. And you can reach me on my cell phone at 330-618-8589. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you. Warren. Yeah, my email is bhwk72 at gmail.com. And my phone number is 216-471-1869. I appreciate you, man. Jim. Uh, my email is jim.behrens. The last name is B-E-H-R-E-N-S at gmail.com. And the phone number is 440-376-2170. And it's a public service announcement. We're an equal opportunity employer. We'll take men, women. We want new officials. And you are also the president of the NOWOA? No, I'm the secretary. secretary? I actually have to do the real work. As oh, yeah, to yeah. I know. That's what Dave Ressler does because I do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> At, uh, and you're also the CVC uh, administrator? I'm the CVC assigner for wrestling. Okay. Uh, the conference goes all the way from Lutheran West on the far west side. It will shortly be going out to Conneaut on the I far know. east side. So we have lots of ground to cover, and I need lots of officials. Gotcha. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in here. I really thank appreciate you. it. Continued success. Continue to be an evangelist for the sport and for officiating. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. We are all blood. Love to all, even the officials. I want to thank Brandon and his team at Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute, our newest sponsor. What a marvelous mission. Thank you, Brandon, for bringing these wonderful people back into productive society at Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute. Visit them at 13101 Shaker Square, Edwin's Restaurant. Thank you. Thank you.